0: Monday, December 12th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Chargers make a statement on Sunday Night Football. Mr. Irrelevant, not so irrelevant. Here comes the Vegas truth.
1: This is straight out of Vegas.
0: We are straight out of Vegas AM. Your daily destination for sports conversation with
1: A Vegas Lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. LA Chargers 23-17 Justin Herbert masterful for the Chargers. Brock
0: Purdy, 185
1: passing yards, two touchdowns and a rushing score as the 49ers blow out the Bucks and Russell Wilson leaves the game with a concussion. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? We're going to
0: recap Sunday Week 14 in the NFL and we'll start with the game that's freshest in our minds as we do each and every Monday morning and that's Sunday night football. The Chargers beating the Dolphins 23-17. AJ, your boy Justin Herbert had himself a night.
1: Yeah, and you, when you look at the the numbers, like you'll see one touchdown pass, but it doesn't tell the story of how fantastic Justin Herbert was last night. Uh, 77% completions, 367 yards. But he was just masterful in the pocket. He controlled the offense. What it looked like was his offense was healthy. Mm -hmm. Mike Williams back on the field. It looked like vintage Justin Herbert. And this was what the Chargers offense can be. What's amazing is the Chargers played that game with a mass unit defense, basically a scout team defense. The three best players on the Chargers defense, all sat out the game. Mm-hmm. Although it looks like they're all coming back in the next week or two, so maybe some upside on the Chargers. But they they played a great ball game on, on that side of, of the field. They Tua looked terrible. This is like the – Tua's in a rough spot right now. This is two weeks of in a row. in the first half. Yeah, it's like two weeks in a row that Tua's looked like he forgot what his playbook said. Well, or I want to
0: ask you because, and, and by the way, Keen, uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams together on the field is just such a deadly weapon for for, for Justin Herbert. They combined for two hundred and eight receiving yards last night, but. I was going to ask you, what was more impressive? Was it Justin Herbert's performance or was it the defensive performance from the Chargers? Because as much as we can talk about Tua not being good, I think we have to give credit to Brandon Staley
1: in that defense. I think you do. And, and really, the, the two touchdowns that the Dolphins scored in that game – one was a fluke, the fumble pickup. Yeah. You could argue they're both flukes. I mean, the other one's a— Well, Tyreek Hill winning one-on-one coverage is not a fluke. It happens. Tyreek Hill and a, a cornerback getting their feet tangled up and a cornerback it's, falling down. It, it's
0: still down. Tyreek Hill winning a one-on-one matchup that happens all the time.
1: All right. I, I, I'll give it to you. But, I mean, guy was running with him, yeah. obviously. Yeah. There just wasn't much there for the offense. What and, I noticed was
0: they—and and, and kudos to Collinsworth for talking about it on the broadcast— they were doing what the 49ers did last week is they were dropping everyone in coverage, that shell coverage that, it know, it works against the Kansas City Chiefs and, and the league has kind of figured that out. And credit to Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy for adjusting. Now we're going to have to see Mike McDaniel and the 49ers offense adjust because maybe the script is out on how to defend this offense cuz the 49ers did it
1: last week and the Chargers did it the exact same way last night. Yeah, and it feels like it, it, there's it, it's it's either adjust or die. And we saw this with the Chiefs. Last year there was a good stretch where they did not adjust. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, "No, we we're the Kansas City freaking Chiefs. We've been doing this for a long time. We're really good at it. We're going to keep doing it." I wonder if a, a guy like Mike McDaniel, a guy who's young and and clearly like very very bright. Mm-hmm. If he's humble enough, and I, and I think there's part of him that may be. I've seen some signs that say he is. To say, listen, this isn't working anymore. We've got to we've got to change because they've figured us out. Yeah, they figured us out, and you can have all the weapons in the world, but if you're not schemed properly, and that's where I think all the love has fallen on. Oh, two has done this. Tyree kills done this. I mean, I, I think this coach deserves a ton mm-hmm. of credit for the the resurgence of the uh, the Dolphins' offense, but he's also now tasked with fixing it because this is not like this team that we've seen the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Nowhere near a, a AFC contending
0: no, team. This no. is they're they're not even a good team. Yeah, and. I still think Brandon Sale gets fired at the end of the year. But this helped his cause. This does help and I will give him a ton of credit for last night and maybe I should have given him credit going into this game when I handicapped this game because I know it's not the same offense. But all those times playing against the Kansas City Chiefs in the division, it's it's a similar approach because of the speed of the weapons on the end, it's not just Tyree Hill, but the Kansas City Chiefs did such a good job utilizing Hill, utilizing the other options, Mikael Hardman, etc. Right with their speed and, and the yards after the catch, and that's a very similar approach to what the Dolphins are doing with Waddle and with Tyreek yep. Hill now, and perhaps all that reps of going against the Kansas City Chiefs gave Brandon Staley a good. Blueprint on how to defend this
1: Dolphins' attack. Yeah, Jalen Waddle was a, a ghost. We well, have last one night. catch in the fourth quarter, and no, I think he like... had two. I, mean, I think it would have two or three catches, but, but just, it didn't come until the second half. Nothing yeah. big. Zero in the first half. Uh, the Chargers fifty nine percent now to make the playoffs. They were thirty one percent going into that game last night, so nearly doubled their chances. Their remaining schedule, and this is a team who now sits at seven and six, home Titans at Colts. Home Rams at Broncos.
0: Boy. Would you bet them to make the playoffs? Absolutely. Especially now healthy I, on offense and getting healthy on defense.
1: They're making the playoffs. This this team is – imagine if, if they had a healthy offense and a healthy defense at the same time at any point this year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not saying that they weren't overhyped coming into the season. They may have been. But we've seen this before. And Mackenzie Rivers, our NBA expert, you tell me this. How similar would it be – if all these guys got healthy at the very end of the season and went into the playoffs, how similar would it be to last year's NBA champion?
2: Almost exactly the same. It's <laughs> like, why, why would we waste Keenan Allen in the poultry regular season when we could get him at 100% <laughs> well, when it matters? I was going to suggest this because
0: coming into the season, the Chargers were the sexy pick to win the Super Bowl. Justin Herbert was the attractive pick to win the MVP. Looking at this team getting healthy late in the season, would you take a bet on them to at least win the AFC? It w- I, I don't know about that. But I, I, would it surprise you if they? I, get it, it would not surprise me. It would not surprise me. And honestly,
1: you? I've got investment in them to win the, the Super Bowl already. So, I mean, Chargers Chiefs AFC Championship game—they can win that game. I, I don't. I'm not saying they can't. I think yeah. they could. If yeah. it's like
0: if we see the Chiefs and the Bills
1: match up prior to that
0: or something like that. This,
1: I, the, the, the problem with this team is not talent. It's yeah. Is there more moron head coach who wastes wastes a
0: 15-play drive and doesn't come away with any points?
1: That's my biggest issue, because even when they get healthy, they still have Brandon Staley at head coach, and I still don't trust Brandon Staley as a head coach. So it's a weird situation, because I love the talent of this team. I love the potential, but then I think, oh, but... Do I love Brandon Staley? And the answer is still no. Listen, regardless of what happens this season, I still think that Sean Payton's the head coach of the Chargers next year. If they make the playoffs, That doesn't matter. Oof, boy, you're you're really putting a stake in the ground now. Absolutely. I, like that's, I mean, if they make the they're not they're not firing him if he if he makes the playoffs. Like there's this team has been playoff cursed. If they get in, they're gonna they're more likely to sign him to an extension than they to get, fire him. They get in and go one and done. They're gonna say, hey. Great season. Thank you for your assistance. We got a Hall of Famer that wants to coach our team. See you later. I, I think that'd be wild. I, You know what I think is more likely? Sean McVay retires at the end of the year and he gets the Rams job. <laughs> like, I think that's more likely. <laughs> Let's take a look around the rest of the league. And we'll start with the game that was one of the most talked about coming into the se- or into the week was the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. And listen, Minnesota. They we talked about the, the the Lions' defense, no good. The Lions' defense and the Lions' defense wasn't good. Kirk Cousins. If I told you Kirk Cousins' line was thirty-one of forty-one, four hundred and twenty-five yards and two touchdowns, the Vikings roll in this game, right? Yeah. Wrong. Thirty-four twenty-three Lions. I. If this sounds crazy to say. Jared Goff is playing really good football yes, right he now. Is. I, yes, he I, I, is. I, I can't even believe it came out of my mouth. But Jared Goff is playing really good football right now. And Jared Goff, in this, the year of our Lord, 2022, is a better quarterback than Matt Stafford this season. So it, it's wild how these things tend to work out. I still think the Lions are going to look for a long-term answer at quarterback. But they don't need it right now. But No, they don't. And Jamison Williams. Hey, welcome to the NFL. Welcome to the NFL with a fantastic catch, 41-yard touchdown catch. Uh, So the Lions, winners of five of six. Yeah, and this
0: is one where the market was telling everyone that the Lions were the right side of this game. The game changed, though, on the Dalvin Cook fumble. It it went from – this could have been 14-14 at the end of the half, Right and instead Dalvin Cook fumbles at the 3-yard line and the the Vikings don't score the Lions they wind up missing a field goal at the end of the half anyway but it's 14-7 at the half this is a and then and then uh the Lions wind up going up 21-7 this is a completely different football game if he scores a touchdown there 14-14 is a completely different game and I don't know how it plays out because in the second half they traded blow for blow it yeah. was bang, 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 back and forth, back and forth. They had opportunities. Uh, you know, both teams just couldn't come up with stops. And I just go back, and I know it's hard to pick. You know, one play in an NFL game, but really, Minnesota had a 12 play, 87 yard drive, and Dalvin Cook fumbles at the three
1: yard line. Yeah, that's that's a killer. I mean, that you can't do it. So, an interesting game. Are you believing in the Lions? Yeah, I've always bought ble- I I always ble- I've always
0: believed. I was going to say beleft. This beleft word. I it is not it is not. I mean we could we could <laughs> put it in the dictionary maybe. So when they were 1 in 6, you were like, "Yep. No no no. Playoff no, no, team. No, no, no. I, I, I <laughs> beleft <laughs> in these guys. <laughs> I I beleft in them." No no no. I believed that they were a fun team that could score and be competitive. Never thought that they were a playoff team. Never thought they'd win 5 out of 6 games. No. That's not what I thought. Did I think that this, this game was going to go over? Yes. I gave it out on pregame.com. Yep. Why? Because the Lions average over 30 points per game at home this season. Oh, they put up 34 points yesterday at home. Too bad that uh, most of their games for the rest of the season are away from Ford Field. So we'll see how they do on the road. Jets. Panthers, they're home against the Bears, and then at the Packers.
1: Yeah, and who knows if – I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine the Packers are playing Aaron Rodgers in that last game. Mm. So, at a minimum, you're getting Mike White, Sam Darnold, and Jordan Love probably, and then a, a Justin Fields game thrown in there. Those are guys that, that Jared Goff can at least outplay. What's great it's, it's, – they are
0: in the playoff picture. They're 22% to make it, according to 538. The Jets are the only team with a winning record that they have uh, left on their schedule – but they are at six and seven on the outside looking in with the Seattle
1: Seahawks, who are seven and six. See, okay, let's move on to that game then. The Seahawks, who I think are going in the opposite direction, this does not look yeah, at all stock like stock up, the, stock down, stock down on the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks feel like they are just crumbling, and I, I can't really put my finger on what's different. I will say one of the big problems that Geno Smith had in his career was he was not always great at getting rid of the ball on time. A mm-hmm. lot of untimely sacks. That was the case in the game yesterday. It just too, too many times he took sacks and, and had big negative yardage plays and killed all their momentum. And it was particularly painful because the team couldn't control the clock. They couldn't run the ball. Well, they were without their two running back, two starting yeah. running, or if you want to call it starting two. Their number one running back and their number two running yeah. back were out. Yeah, and Travis Homer, I mean, he. he but the, the, here's the thing. They didn't even really try to run. Travis Homer, they only gave him the ball nine times. They were behind the eight ball. All it, way. it just felt like a, a a game where this felt like what I expected the Seahawks to look like from the beginning of the season, mm. not like the pleasant surprise that the Seahawks were uh, as the season had gone on. I don't know how, how much more juice they have. I think at some point when you're a less than – ideally talented team you run out of gas mm-hmm. and i think that they've they've run out of gas and the next four games 49ers at Kansas City home jets home rams this if you said look at their schedule look at the lions schedule lions are, are one game back i think they catch that one game
0: yeah i i and i know the Seahawks. they have the head-to-head against they the do. New York Giants. And they have the head-to-head against the Lions. Yeah, so if it does come out to a tie with either of those teams, they'll get in, that Giants tie is going to wind up helping them, I swear. It's going to yeah, my... it's going to wind up being the biggest thing. Well, speaking
1: of the New York Giants. Boy, was I wrong on this game. Uh, you, <laughs> Yes, you were wrong on this game. Philadelphia, my goodness. I've been saying, well, who's Philadelphia played? Who's Philadelphia played? But it doesn't really matter. As long as you – if you make – Mediocre teams look bad, and you make bad teams look awful, you're probably pretty good. And the Philadelphia Eagles now 12 and 1. I think it's safe to say they're pretty
0: good. This is a freaking clinic. First of all, the opening drive marched right down the field. There's they barely even touched, and they get into the end zone. Okay. Second drive, another 12 play, 91 yard drive in the end zone, and then when they get the ball back after another Giants punt, one play, the bomb touchdown pass to to A.J. Brown, it's 21 nothing before you can even blink in this game. And you, you, listen, the rain came down, the snow came down, it didn't matter, they were still throwing the ball all over the place, and... The Giants had no answer whatsoever, and the Eagles defense, which has been great over the past several weeks, kind of did what you thought they were going to do, which was limit Saquon Barkley. And Saquon Barkley had the neck injury also. He was a game-time decision. He looked terrible. Yeah, it's been a couple of down weeks for him now in in a row. Miles Sanders, though, 144 yards on the ground. Jalen Hurts, uh, he— it, he's very close to being an MVP right now.
1: I, he's in the conversation for sure. I, I, I don't know who the Camin Mahomes. Who, who are the uh, what? What are the odds now for you know top five in the MVP race? But Jalen Hurts has been phenomenal, and again, two hundred seventeen passing yards doesn't look like a lot, but when you add in eleven yards per carry on the ground, a he couple does touchdowns, so much for this team. He, he is a, a he, I mean he's a magician out there. So I think he's certainly got to be high up in that mix. But he, he, I think he's number two right now behind Mahomes. That's what I... I, I
2: yes, as far as... hasn't updated for the Sunday games yet last night, but Mahomes won, Hurts to yeah. Allen 3.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Speaking of Josh Allen, he got the Jets monkey off his back. <laughs> uh, he didn't have the biggest statistical game. This game was played in the kind of weather where nobody was probably going to have a great statistical game. Just hey, Mike
0: a, White threw for 268 yards.
1: Come on. Mike White almost died on the field. That was scary. Mike White has been... He, Listen, I don't think Mike White's a very good quarterback. I think Mike White is – I mean, I think he's better than Zach Wilson, so there's that. But Mike White is one of the toughest dudes I have seen because there were about four or five hits he took over the course of that game where I said, there's no way he's getting up. Yeah. There's no way. He's like Rocky. Mm -hmm. It's like, stay down, but he keeps getting up. And even when the game was like – basically decided that the the Jets were not going to win. Mike White still like he'd leave the game for a couple of plays and he'd drag himself back out there and then just get blasted on the next play and be down there in the fetal position, kicking so, his legs and then get back up and try again. Here's the tweet from uh,
0: Sport Center last night tweeted out Mike White's Sunday left the game in the second quarter after a hit to the ribs, came back in two plays later. Got hit in the ribs again in the third quarter and left the game a second time to get x-rays. Returned at the start of the fourth quarter and finished the game. Once the game went final, left in an ambulance and went to the hospital for testing on
1: potential internal injuries. My God, what a guy. What Mike White is him, as uh, as the kids say. Mike White is him. So gutty performance, still a losing performance by the Jets. Fall to 7-6 and on the season. Lost three of the last four. So here's the question for you: Are the Jets a sure playoff? Thing? Not sure. No, they're on the outside looking in right now
0: at seven and six. I mean,
1: when did when did this happen? Yeah,
0: we, but you look at the remainder the uh, the remainder of the schedule: Lions, Jaguars, Seahawks, Dolphins.
1: Come away with three wins, you're in the playoffs. I agree with that. Come away, I with, think three wins is tough in that with that schedule, though.
0: Uh, we'll see. I think, yeah, I mean, going to Seattle is going to be a tough game. Jets at 37% per
1: 538 now. Yeah, it's a they big were, loss. They were 50-50 coming into the weekend. I think, though, three wins gets you in. I think two wins, you might have a chance.
0: Might. Nine wins might give you a chance. I don't know if it gets in, though, but it, you might have a chance.
1: We just mentioned the Chargers schedule, mm-hmm. which is certainly more forgiving yeah. uh, than, than that schedule. But... One big edge that I think the the Jets have is they've got a win in hand over the Dolphins. If they win another one, mm-hmm. and there and those two teams end up tied, well, all, yeah, it, that'd be uh, the Jets would be in over the Dolphins. So Which is crazy because we, we a couple of weeks ago we we're talking about the Dolphins as a AFC contender. They're not. Yeah, they're, I assure you, they are not. Uh, boy, I'll, I'll talk about a contender that had one of the. The uglier wins today, the Dallas Cowboys, 27-23 winners over the Texans. And it took a, a, basically a 10-0 performance in the fourth quarter to get this win, a, a touchdown in the last minute of the game yeah. to get the win over a Texans team. But credit to
0: them, because they started that drive on their own two-yard line. Yeah. So they did go 98 yards in a do-or-die drive at the end of the game to get the job done.
1: Two game-winning 98-yard touchdown drives in the same week. Dak Prescott and Baker Mayfield. Who would have thought? Wow. Uh, But, yeah, great comeback win, but... The the Dallas Cowboys shouldn't have been down to this team. This is for a ten and three team. They sure played down to their competition. That's and I feel a lot better betting the Cowboys against a team that's their equal than against a bad team. (laughs) Cowboys Eagles on the on Christmas Eve. I'll probably like the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. But boy, you you can't trust them against these these lesser teams. They don't seem to want to run away from anybody. Uh, There was a couple times where they just. They they get down to the one-yard line, can't punch it in. They decide, oh, we're not going to kick, take away no points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just some frustrating decision-making. But again, you, you think when you're playing the Texans, you probably can get away with that stuff. The Cowboys do get away with it, but just by the slimmest of margins. Let's take a look at the Cincinnati Bengals, who continue to just play great football. 23-10 winners over the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson, better uh, than the first game. Not great, but better than the first game. And Joe Burrow, with kind of an off day, didn't matter. The Bengals bottled up Nick Chubb. Joe Mixon returns from the ashes Mm -hmm. and has himself a big day. Great day for Jamar Chase, who seems to be just an unstoppable force at this point. And the Bengals end up running and hiding from the Browns. Burrow is now 17-3 and three against the spread in his last 20 starts.
0: That's incredible. That's incredible. I, I, are you ever going to bet against this guy? I Look mean, at the remaining schedule. At the Bucks, at the Patriots, home against the Bills, home against the Ravens. Tell me why we're not taking the Bengals in every single game. Take the points when they're a home dog to the Bills. Are, are they even going to be a home dog to the Bills? At the Patriots, they'll be a favorite. At the Bucs, they'll be a favorite. Home to the Ravens, they're a favorite. I mean, take the points and give, lay the points
1: every week. That game against the Bills will be the most intriguing one. Boy, the Bills and the Ravens. If Lamar Jackson's healthy, the, the yeah. Ravens game will be interesting, But I would too. bet the
0: Bengals in all of those games. This,
1: all right. this, team, this team is legit. Speaking of the Ravens, uh it took a lot. Uh, this this was a war of attrition, as we expected what we didn't know was that Tyler Huntley and Kenny Pickett would both leave the game yeah. with injuries. Anthony Brown and Mitch Trubisky finish it off. Uh, although this was mostly, again, this is what happens with the Ravens. New running back every week. J.K. Dobbins off IR. Ah, 15 carries, 120 yards and a touchdown. J.K. Dobbins, huge game. Najee Harris continues to struggle. 12 carries, 33 yards. The running game for Pittsburgh was just non-existent yesterday. Ravens hold on and take a close one, 16-14. Mitchell Trubisky, three interceptions after replacing Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Well, that's why one's the starter and one's not. Uh, But... Kenny Pickett, only one pass attempt in that game, so I think now it's over, right? Can we can we talk about it being over for the Steelers having a? I think it's over, a losing record? I mean, they have to win out. They'd have to win out, or or get a tie. A tie. <laughs> a t- a t- I'll never rule it out. I won't rule it out until it's dead. I'm not uh, snuffing out that butt until the last puff is smoked. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking of smoking, smoke the Tennessee Titans. Thirty-six to twenty-two, embarrassing. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, boy, hurt foot, iffy to play. Three hundred and sixty-eight yards, three touchdowns,
2: rushing touchdown. He also and ran a, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, a rushing yeah. touchdown.
1: Trevor Lawrence dominated this football game. Derek Henry the, just had a the second win in their last eleven
0: games versus the Titans.
1: Yeah, Derrick Henry and the first win on the road since like twenty thirteen. Yep, Derrick Henry had a great game. Didn't matter. The Titans were never in this game, which is, I guess, early in the first quarter they were. And then it, it just, the Jags just started to roll on them. And once the the ball started rolling, the Titans could do nothing to slow it down. Their offense just died on the vine. I got to say, Trevor Lawrence is eking into – Geno Smith's probably locked the award up for most improved player or comeback player. Trevor Lawrence, boy, what he was last year – to what he is this year is night and day. I'm not saying he's great, but he is certainly an adequate NFL starter now. I'm very curious, Mackenzie, to see
0: what the luck factors are going to think about this game because the Titans fumbled the ball away when they were up seven to nothing, they threw an interception when they were up 14 to 7. Yeah. Four they, nothing turnovers. They fumbled the ball away again when they were up 14-13 and then I don't count the, the fumble when they're down by 20. I don't give I don't care. But chances to extend the lead, three separate drives. They turn the football over with two fumbles and an interception. Yeah. Rough. And
2: not tur- not all turnovers are created equal, but when you fumble four times, you should lose one, maybe two. When you lose three, especially in critical drives, yeah, it's pretty unlucky. The Kansas City Chiefs
1: hold on to beat the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson leaves the game with a concussion. No worries. Brett Rippon comes in, puts the, uh, the the Broncos in the back door. The for cover those, play, yeah. For those who covered. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes. Three picks. Three interception day. Rare three interception day. And a rare high-scoring game from the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson with a rare three-touchdown yeah. game. Uh, just it, this was one of the weirder results of the day because the Chiefs jumped out and they were trucking mm-hmm. the, this this Broncos team and actually I uh, one was of it twenty seven nothing yeah the guy the guy yeah. I do the the circa Millions with he was one of my plays I pushed on him this week was Broncos plus uh-huh. nine and a half and he had gone into this like are, are you sure I don't know about this one and I talked him into it and. I said in the second quarter. I know you thought I was the biggest idiot. Uh, ever. I mean, twenty-seven and, nothing. You have no business covering this game. None, none. And, and not only they – I mean, they they come back and and again the last touchdowns in the fourth quarter. But it wasn't like it was a last-second touchdown. This they made this game competitive again. Turnovers. They holders, had the ball though. down six. Yeah, they could have they could have gone and won the game. Just couldn't get the couldn't seal the deal. And who knows? Maybe uh, maybe if if Russell Wilson doesn't leave the game as well as he was mm. playing, maybe he makes – some I, as well as he was playing Sands to pick six. Yeah. Uh, maybe they could have made something happen. The San Francisco 49ers – They're so good. Oh, my goodness. But you know what? I think that this game was a, a perfect mix of the San Francisco 49ers are so good. And the Bucs are so the bad. The Bucs are so bad. Yeah. Tom Brady – this is an unpopular opinion, but it's true. Tom Brady stinks now. And – I. This was going to happen eventually. I don't want to say Tom Brady stinks. Tom Brady now, stinks. He, I, if I, you saw him play yesterday, you can't say he doesn't. Yeah, th- this is not he
0: this, this is not a good team around him. This is not the same team that he took to the Super Bowl. This is just a different team. And he has no running game whatsoever. Same running backs so, he had last year. No, but the play-action game d- does nothing if you can't establish a running game. And I don't know. He's, he's not getting the same protection that he was. He's now, throwing balls did, into the ground. Didn't He's we throwing talk balls about this? over Mike Evans' head. Didn't we talk about this before the season about the, the the issues with the offensive line? He no longer has Gronk, his safety valve for the past several years. And it, we're just seeing a different Brady operate in on a much different team. This is just a not – this isn't a good football team. They have flashy names. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, flashy names. It's not a good football team.
1: I agree with they're not and a good football team, but Tom, Tom Brady's great, certainly not elevating they them. They don't have a good coach. Todd Bowles, tremendous – But do you think they had a great coach last year? I think
0: Bruce Arians is head and shoulders above Todd Bowles. Okay. I I I didn't think much of
1: Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians
0: is an offensive coach, also. I mean, Todd Bowles is a good defensive coordinator. He's not a good head coach. He okay. failed in New York
1: and he's failing right now in Tampa. The Carolina Panthers now uh, they control their own destiny to win the NFC. Isn't South. that crazy? Uh, it's unbelievable. But Let's talk about the 49ers. Let's talk about the positives here. 49ers are good.
0: And with Brock Purdy, if anybody was concerned, That, oh, no, what's Mr. Irrelevant going to do for us the rest of the season? I know that's what McKenzie was crying about, but (laughs) no. This dude went out and he handled, and I said sometimes game manager is is referred to as a negative term. I don't think so. I think if you can manage a game, your team's going to win. Your team's going to be successful more times than not. Brock Purdy did more than manage the game yesterday.
1: I agree, and uh, this is one of those times where when the Christian McCaffrey trade goes down, you think— well, the 49ers have a running back. What are they doing here? And then, of course, now it looks like a genius call because he's injured. McCaffrey played out of his mind yesterday. And if you had Brock Purdy out here just trying to chuck it around with, like, Jeff Wilson in the backfield or something, I assume he would still be there if that were the case.
0: Well, he wouldn't have traded. Yeah, Yeah, he he wouldn't be
1: in Miami. (laughs) So I think if, if you had that, maybe Brock Purdy doesn't look the same. But this, the supporting cast for the 49ers around Brock Purdy is so elite mm-hmm. that it's going to make, you know, just guys even look like they're better than that. And I think Brock Purdy, I'm not saying Brock Purdy's just a guy. I think Brock Purdy, he, he may be good. I don't know. I don't think any of us know how good Brock Purdy is. But I know with this cast around him, he can succeed. The worry from this game, the one bit of bad news is Debo Samuel leaves with an injury. Yeah. I've I've read that it doesn't look like it's a, uh, a like a season ending type thing. It looks like a a, a high ankle sprain Which is what I saw. Could be
0: out a few weeks.
1: Okay, they're going to make the playoffs yeah. with or without him. And then again, like I was saying about the Chargers, if Debo Samuel shows up, you know mm-hmm. that's Debo Samuel's music in the playoffs. <laughs> then I think the 49ers will be just fine. And that's uh, and honestly, given what the Seahawks are doing right now. The 49ers may have a home game anyway. Which yeah, sure.
2: Is, it's, it's they can clinch on Thursday.
1: Yeah, what a what a turnaround with everything that this the way this season started, mm-hmm. everything that's gone wrong for them this season. You know, losing Garoppolo to still be here. And to be nine and four.
0: This season started with Trey Lance as the quarterback. Yeah, and Jimmy was just signed just because they couldn't find the trade.
1: Mackenzie, if I told you that they would be nine and four right now, and Brock Purdy would be the starting quarterback, how would you would you believe me at the beginning of the season?
2: No way, not with Brock Purdy as the starting quarterback. Uh, this is this is
1: one of the better stories of the season, and I think Kyle Shanahan, coach of the year. Uh there's going to be I, I, there's too many games still to be played. He's certainly in the conversation. I mean, um,
0: right now, it's Nick Sirianni is the is the is the leader in the clubhouse.
1: I think Nick Sirianni should, is the deserved leader in the clubhouse. I could argue for Dan Campbell. I could argue for Dan Campbell too. I could argue argue for uh, Robert Sala. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I mean, there, there, there's a couple guys who have been have been very impressive. Uh, I mean, hell, you, if they end up making the playoffs, you can make an argument for Pete Carroll, given what yeah, they I were what they were supposed they, to yeah, be. Yeah, they're falling off though. I think you're probably right. Uh, but I, either Kevin way. Kevin O'Connell, also a favorite. Oh, Kevin O'Connell, yeah. Listen, and who knows how much they fall off now. Just because Kevin O'Connell's not a darling amongst analytics guys doesn't mean that sports writers and, and, they, and newspaper they, yeah, guys. Yeah, they're 10-3, though. Yeah, they're going to look and go, ooh, pretty Nick, good. Sir,
0: Nick Sirianni gets the first look. He's 12-1. and one. The Eagles have looked like the best team in the NFL. But I think, man, if the 49ers finish as, dare I say, the two-seed in the NFC, with everything that this team went through. It'd be
1: hard to argue. How do you not give Kyle Shanahan? It, it, it would be it would be year. hard to argue.
0: Monday Night Football will wrap up week 14 tonight. The Patriots at the Cardinals, New England, the point and a half favorites with a total of 43 and a half, AJ.
1: Yeah, I, I don't get this necessarily. I, I get that the the Patriots don't have a ton of talent, but they haven't had a ton of talent all year long. And the coaching edge here is just massive. There's very, very minimal home field for the Arizona Cardinals. And you telling me late season Belichick Kingsbury. hmm I, I don't know how you can look at the Cardinals here unless I'm just missing something well, completely. They stink,
0: they stink at home. Kyler Murray is one and nine
1: straight up in his last ten home starts. And remember, the Arizona's coming off a bye, but Bill Belichick is coming off 10 days. He's got a
2: mini-bye because yeah, they, they played on yeah, Thursday
1: there's, night. So, there's no advantage. Yeah,
2: not even real, you don't even get the full advantage that Since you would normally get for a bye. Belichick 12-4 ATS when his opponent is coming off a bye. <laughs> That's incredible.
1: And Belichick also 65% ATS off a loss. Uh, the offense ranks ahead of Carolina, Indy, and Houston in DVOA. <laughs> <laughs> I, they're behind the Broncos, behind the Rams, and, and Arizona defensively has gotten pretty bad, twenty eighth in DVOA over that last six game stretch. With the Pats sitting at six and six, they know every win counts. Well, they're bowl eligible already. They're bowl eligible, <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and I think you know RJ and I kind of had different views on this. RJ said they got to be tired. Look at these teams they've been playing for their last five games have been against teams with winning records. To me, it's like we get a reprieve. We're six and six. We made it through the through the hard stuff. Let's go out here and take care of business against a team that we should dominate. I, I think they've got a chance to work their, be, their way back into the playoff standings here. And and because the, with the Jets losing to Buffalo, the door's open. I'm going to give you a bet here in this game. Patriots second half. Okay. It's minus
0: one right now. Patriots second half. In Arizona, at home for Kyler Murray, he's 9-19-1 in the second half. That is the worst second half ATS record of all quarterbacks since he was drafted in
1: 2019. Kyler Murray, McKenzie was telling me before we started the show this morning about you've been watching the uh, the in season hard knocks. A little bit.
2: Caught a few minutes here and there, yeah.
1: Is Kyler Murray how's he I've been saying Kyler Murray is very high in the unlikable quarterback power rankings. He's like he's nipping at the heels of Aaron Rodgers.
2: Is this enough to push him over the top? He's going for number one. He's gunning for number one. When he scored a touchdown, he goes to the uh, sideline. He's like, "You just can't coach that. You just can't coach that." It's like, "All right, so all you, all you, give all the credit to you." Got it. You know what Kyler said? If I'm going to win anything this year, it's going to be <laughs> it's, it's going to be that
1: trophy. It might um, be that. Was there an
0: update to Modern Warfare Two this
1: week that that Kyler? Might I think be that game did just recently come out. That's
2: an I important th- handicapping point. That, you know yeah. what?
0: Then I don't. Ooh. <laughs> He, he Not a lot of time studying the playbook. He was probably playing – he was probably gaming this week.
1: Yeah, this is a, a, a situation where I, I can't find a way to back the Patriots – or excuse me, to back the Cardinals just because they've been so bad at home. The coaching advantage is so great for the Patriots. I, again, I'm not crazy about their offense right now. The Patriots' offense looks, looks pretty bad. Uh, it's very – I'd say head scratching is probably a good a term for it, but I, I still I think on game day I've got to take my chances with, with Bill Belichick against these uh, these Cardinals. You and I have been so good with the Dumbo teasers
0: that Fez would just kill us for betting.
1: Yeah, is there a Dumbo teaser to make in this game? I don't think there is, only because the Patriots are already favored. Uh, but don't do you think the Patriots win by more than a touchdown? even I can't tease through zero. Like no, I, I'm saying the Cardinals. If you tease the Cardinals up. Oh, I could see the Cardinals scoring zero points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I Like, again, I think the Cardinals are, are I think the Cardinals are Dumbo's. I, I, just, I don't. Because I was going to say. I've got I, no faith in I was going to say Cardinals plus eight and under 49 and a half. I, listen, if, if I were saying.
0: That, we need a drop, by the way, that goes like Dumbo, Dumbo, that, Dumbo, something like, or even just we'll get Fez to say Dumbo. And then we'll just play that drop anytime we bring up a Dumbo
1: bet. I don't trust the Cardinals enough to do it, but if you do, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault you for it. Dumbo, Dumbo. Uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray, 29.1 PFF grade under pressure. Um, out of 30? No, uh, he's 33rd out of 37 qualified. Mm. Ouch! And he is 31st against the Blitz. So you just. Just a disaster. Now, here's the here's the thing that RJ said, and I think Fez said that, or maybe you said this. The Patriots do struggle with mobile quarterbacks. Mm. Historically, they have struggled with, with mobile quarterbacks. And there's not going to be Jacoby Myers. So they're the best wide receiver for the Patriots is out too. So even, even worse on the offense, I again, I still can't find a way to to back the Cardinals. Kyler over thirty five and a half rushing yards. Ooh. Can't coast to that. You can't coach – you You know what, McKenzie, you're right. <laughs> that might have to be the play. Kyler over 35 and a half rushing yards. That might have to be the play. That actually makes a lot of sense. But McKenzie, can you pull up Kyler Murray's game logs? How much has he been running lately? Because unless he – I mean, if if he hasn't been running at all lately, I don't want any part of this. But if he uh,
0: – Yeah, he's been running. <laughs> Seven for 56, his last game. Eight for 60, the game before. Six for 36, Seven for 30, 10 for 100, four for 42, 12 for 26. And then earlier in the season, two for eight, five for 28, five for 29. So, so what,
2: five out of the last six would have been over. It's 35 and a half.
1: Yeah. I'm locking it in. just play
2: man defense. You can run on man defense. You Makes fin- sense to me.
1: You finish the show. I'm going to bank this bet. All <laughs>
2: right. Well, I want to do it right now. Hold on. Okay.
0: Just click on the phone. We have to I should put up the haptics on my phone so people can hear us putting in the bets when I, you know with the clicks on the phone. All right, well that's the best bet for tonight's game. There we go. 35 and a half. Uh, the sausage has been made. Yes, and now we're going to eat it.
1: I love sausage.
0: I don't. I'm a bacon guy.
1: What? <laughs> I mean, I like bacon too, but you can't you like both?
0: No. I feel no. like you're either a sausage or a bacon guy. When you go to the breakfast spot and they say, "Would you like Sausage or bacon.
2: It just like, hold the pancakes. I say it depends.
0: <laughs> you pay extra and you get both? <laughs> no, it depends. Bacon... Not great... all of us spend like you, AJ.
1: Bacon is greater than breakfast sausage links, but breakfast sausage patties are superior to bacon. There's nothing superior We're to bacon. Right there. You're wrong. There's nothing
0: superior to bacon. Mm. There was a great King of Queens episode. Uh, great show. I don't know if you guys have ever watched it. Tremendous show. Great episode where... Uh, they they they're t- they meet like a uh, Doug and 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 Carrie. They meet like another couple at a bar or whatever, and uh, the guy says to Doug, "He's like, they got this steak here that's like wrapped in bacon. Would, would you? Is, is that something you'd like?" And and Doug goes. I'd eat your shoe if it was wrapped in bacon. <laughs> it's, it's one of the great Kevin James lines that you will ever going to hear, but that's how I feel. I would eat your shoe if it was wrapped in bacon.
1: But you're saying, is do you think uh, pig is superior to cow? Hmm. Because you literally no. just said nothing's better than bacon. No. Okay. Yeah. Just make sure you're not going all wild. Hog wild. Hog wild. Mm, I see what you did there. While the focus will be on Monday Night Football tonight, we
0: still have action in the NBA and on the ice, so let's get to a little Monday evening look ahead. We'll start on the ice where the Flames are at the Canadiens, Calgary minus 210 with a total of six. The Rangers and Devils renew their rivalry at Madison Square Garden, New Jersey, a small minus 115 favorite with a total of six. Watch the goaltender matchup in this one. Might see it go down to 5.5 if we do get a Vanacek and Shesterkin matchup in this one. Although Igor is coming off a road win in Colorado. Maybe they go to Halak tonight. If the Rangers go to Halak tonight, this Devils line is going to skyrocket. They'll go from minus 115 to, like, minus 140 real quick. So keep an eye on the goaltending matchup for this game. Stars are at the Penguins. Penguins are minus 130, total 6.5. Ducks at the Senators. Ottawa, minus 235, total 6.5. Oilers at the Wild, Minnesota, minus 125, total 6.5. We might see some goals in that one. And the Predators... At the Blues, St. Louis, minus 115, total of six and a half.
1: All right, let's talk NBA, and I've got to ask McKenzie a question because I'm thinking of making my first NBA bet of the season tonight. I want to see what McKenzie's thoughts are. Start with the Nets, though. Minus five at the Wizards. The Heat, minus two and a half at the Pacers. The Hawks, plus seven at the Grizz. The Thunder, plus eight and a half at the Dallas Mavericks. The Portland Trailblazers, 4.5-point home favorites to the Timberwolves and the Boston Celtics, 3.5-point road favorites at the Clippers. The last game, though, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 5.5-point favorites at the Spurs. The Spurs had lost 11 games in a row, and now they've won two in a row. One of them's against the Rockets, who everybody can beat, and then they won at Miami on Greg Popovich's coaching anniversary. Are the Cavs a little short here for how bad the Spurs are, McKenzie?
2: Totally agree. When you get that shocking win as a 12-point underdog and you're the Spurs, and it was on an anniversary night, you can only look the other way.
1: I got, I've got. i got to make an NBA bet here. I've got to do it.
2: Road teams laying between 5 and 10, for whatever reason, I have my own theories, do incredibly well in the NBA because even if it's close, end up winning by 6 usually when you pull away in the modern NBA. So, uh don't really mind being on the road. I think that's overrated. And in general, you want to lay between five and ten on the road with NBA teams.
1: All right, mm-hmm. I'm doing it, Mackenzie. I'm jumping out in those waters. Let's get it. I'll so, tell it with you're you. You're gonna be one and zero, baby. Let's do da- One and zero. I'll tell it. I
0: just
2: I just love action. Let's dance. By the way, as I'm talking, it moved on a FanDuel. So get at it. Five oh. and a half is a good number. Get it.
1: All right, here we go.
2: Hey, it's a special week at
0: Pregame.com because. The bowl season's officially here. AJ, you and I will do the college football pod this week, and we are going to go over how we're going to do it. We're just going to do the bowl games that are coming up this week, and then we'll save the rest yep. of the bowl games for the following week.
1: We'll do it week. per week. Whatever games are coming up between when we release the pod and the next time we're going to do a pod, we're going to okay. do all those bowl games. That sounds great. So you you, you want to listen to that because you want to get locked in for bowl season. And we'll talk about every game, and we'll each give a best bet on one of yeah. the games. So. And you can make your own best bets in our free college football bowl bash
0: contest at pregame.com. It's free to enter. That's free 99. And you just go to pregame.com, click on contests, and find the bowl bash contest. Here's what you got to do. You sign up, obviously. Then you have to pick at least 20 picks. But you can make 50 picks. 20 pick minimum, 50 pick maximum. The best record wins the best winning percentage we're giving out prizes first place through 10th place first place that's the grand prize $500 cash and $500 in pregame bulk dollars second place 250 cash and 250 in pregame bulk dollars and then third place gets 250 bulk dollars fourth place 200 bulk dollars and fifth through 10th 100 pregame bulk dollars enter today it is free at pregame.com For Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Enjoy the action tonight. We are straight out of Vegas AF.